What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am hungry for vanilla, let me tell you. I'm, like, so excited. My name is Eva Longoria. And I am Maite Gomez-Rejon. And welcome to... Hungry for History, a podcast that explores our past and present through food. On every episode, we'll talk about the history of some of our favorite dishes, ingredients, and beverages. So make yourself at home. Y buen provecho. We just had the most ridiculously incredible day. Day. One of the most memorable days of my life, I have to say. Right? I know. And I don't know if it's because we're geeky about food. So we're <laughs> north of the port of Veracruz. We're in the region of the Totonacas. Yes. Or Tot- Totonacs in Totonax, English. Yes. Totonacs to- in to- English. Toton- yes. Which is the original region of the vanilla plant. Yes. Papantla, where we were today, mm-hmm. that region, was known as the city that perfumed the world. Oh, and really? Yeah. Oh, that's so romantic. The whole thing today was so romantic. You I, impregnated a flower. <laughs> I am a proud mother-father <laughs> of a vanilla bean. I impregnated an orchid. Thank you very much. You're going to have a little <laughs> vanilla baby. I'm having a vanilla baby. <laughs> you nine months. You know, you saw me. I was, it was so nerve wracking. And we're going to get to the process because it's a hard process. But like, you guys, first of all, I don't know if people understand vanilla, anything vanilla, vanilla flavor, vanilla smell, vanilla in medicinal, vanilla comes from a vanilla bean. Mm-hmm. And that bean comes from an orchid that grows on a vine. Yep, exactly. <laughs> when you look at the vanilla bean, split it up and it's all these teeny tiny little seeds. Yeah. 
So it is the most labor-intensive crop. And like you said, it's a flower that grows from a vine. Yeah. And that's what it, it it's the most incredible process that yeah. I'd read about it. I read about pictures. it. I use it a lot. I always use vanilla beans. I If I'm in the store, I buy a vanilla bean. And yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, they're like $30. Yeah. Now I, mean, I do you understand why? Now I I, I have t- such an appreciation as oh to why vanilla gosh. is $30. Also, I've never bought vanilla extract that is chemical. I always read the ingredients because things can say natural vanilla extract and they don't come from a bean and they don't come from land and there's nothing natural about it. No, it's all chemicals. It's yeah. all chemicals or caramel color. I mean, it's really important to read the label and the ingredients should be vanilla and alcohol. A few years ago, I made vanilla. I got a bottle of vodka. Okay. You made vanilla extract. I made vanilla extract, yes. Yeah. Added a ton of vanilla beans, yeah. and a year later, it's ready. It's the perfect gift. Oh, yeah. Little vanilla, homemade vanilla. I had vanilla a friend of mine extra. do that and give it to me. It was a perfect gift. I was like, this is it's amazing. A great gift. But, but it's just, it's, it's, it's an I incredible process. I yeah. mean, to when you're at the store and there's one thing, okay, looking at the ingredients and seeing it and the vanilla extract and just being like, oh my God, this is $30 a bean or this is $25 a bottle. But you understand why. I mean, from that bottle, if you go to the farm, we were lucky yeah. enough to be at today. It's just un- unbelievable. I want we got, we're going to talk about y'all. We're going to talk about our day today because it was really the entire process of harvesting a vanilla bean. But first of all, I want to start with like I don't think if people even know the vanilla plant is native to Mexico. The Totonacas were because the they were they were using, using it. it. Talk about the um the the Totonac mythology about it being a princess, right? Like yeah. you know the agave of tequila has a whole mythology oh, yeah. about the goddess Mayawel. of agave, Mayawel. And so, of course, vanilla comes from some goddess. Or of course. God. <laughs> what was to the, just to, the, just to add to the to the romance of it? Yeah. So, according to Totonac mythology, the vanilla orchid was born a princess who was forbidden by her father from marrying a mortal. Ah. So, but of course, she didn't pay attention to her father. So she fled with her lover yeah. that she adored, and they were captured and mm. they were beheaded. Oh my gosh. And their blood oozed out of their bodies. Yeah, their headless bodies. Their headless bodies. And where the blood touched the ground is where the vines and the orchids grew. My dream for everybody who's listening to this and people who aren't is that they make this pilgrimage to Mm -hmm. vanilla because... You know, you go to Veracruz, you have to drive three hours north to Papantla, which is home to the Totonacs or Totonacas, which was this thriving civilization. When you drive, we are in the jungle, um, banana leaves everywhere, banana trees everywhere, right? Rivers everywhere, Rivers. the ocean. It's, it's just super lush. Lush. Very lush. And it was a thriving community because of its strategic location to trade routes, but also natural resources. There's mm-hmm. jungle, there's rain, there's sea, there's fresh water, there's, I mean, all the natural, the mountains. Salt water, yeah, all of it. All of it here. So we went to the ruins of El Tajin. El Tajin, yeah. Um, and that was fascinating. And you can tell just by those ruins what a prosperous civilization they were. Right. I mean, it was huge, huge and they had a marketplace and they had the temples and they had the rituals and then they had the residences and, and many. And, and very little of it has been excavated. 50%. How many? Only, only 50%. 
That's crazy. Has been ex- excavated. So there's way more there's that way they're like, more. oh my gosh, you know, if we only knew. But this was, you know, the people and the civilization that really discovered or first that we know of used vanilla in yeah. a big way. Well, they first, they, they were the first to cultivate the vanilla. Mm-hmm. And when we were there at the Tajin yesterday mm-hmm. at the ruins, we saw that ceremony of the men, the voladores de Papantla. Yes. It is about noon. The sun is bright and hot and very, very humid here in Papantla, Veracruz. So if you could imagine this, this long pole, super tall, like yeah. I don't even know how many feet, uh, but... Oh, God. Like 100 feet? Yeah. Uh-huh. And five men. They're dressed in really bright colors. They're white glass, but bright red pants and they have all sorts of flowy colorful ribbons and ribbons on their head ribbons on their hats i see red and green and yellow and blue so one of them is at the very top playing a little drum and playing the flute Uh uh-huh And then four of them start at the very top, and once he starts playing the music, they start spinning down yeah. mm-hmm. like birds, like rain, but also they represent the four cardinal directions. Okay. All right, here they go. Oof. They're hanging upside down, hanging from their ankles, and they're spinning around. And so this is a ceremony that's been happening since pre-Hispanic times. Mm -hmm. And there was this legend that at some point the gods stopped, you know, giving people rain because the people weren't paying enough attention to the gods. So they were like, okay, here's your drought. So the ceremony was created to appease the gods Uh and bring the rain back so that the vanilla could thrive. Oh. All right, they've landed. crazy thing. Vanilla vines or plants only grow within a 20 degree band on either side of the, of the equator. equator. Yeah. Because of the climate it needs. Yeah, chocolate as well. Uh-huh. It needs to be hot. Well, we know today. Yeah, it's, hot. <laughs> it's hot and humid. Yeah, it needs to be hot, humid, very tropical Well, that's why Madagascar environment. is a great place for it as well. Even though it's not native to Madagascar, it's, it's just the, the climate. climate. The mm-hmm. climate. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like why? Like what happened? You know, mm-hmm. like what happened in Mexico? It doesn't produce, you know, it produced very little. And so I was discovering that, you know, the vanilla industry began to really take off in Madagascar in the 1890s. And it was right around the time that Mexico was in turmoil. Like the Mexican Revolution was 1910 to 1920. So it was right around the time that Madagascar vanilla started to go up, Mm. right? So that's essentially the revolution was raging throughout Mexico. And it was immediately followed by the oil industry. Right. So So vanilla- It was a forgotten industry. It was abandoned. It was abandoned. Yeah. It was a ban, and there are farmers and people mm-hmm. trying to bring it back, just like it's happening with corn and yeah. beans and all of these things. I love that there are still people that care, that are wanting to keep these traditions alive. It's like you really have to take care of it to yeah. nourish the land, and and just because these things just end, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like what 
that's native to this region. Mm -hmm. But most of the Mexican vanilla that we can buy in the States is not Mexican. It's not real vanilla. It's very easy to say natural, right? Yeah. But it's just, it's chemicals. Well, it's that's chemicals. the thing that they were talking about today in Mexico. Like their, their goal here is they want to become a leader again in production of vanilla worldwide because they feel like they're the best producers of the plants native to here. But the global market, the price is dictated based on production in Madagascar, lack of production in Madagascar, mm -hmm. overproduction in Mexico. There's just so, so many factors. It's just a hard crop. And now, you know, Madagascar produces most of the vanilla in the world. 80%. 80%. Of the world's vanillas produced in Madagascar. That's insane. Yeah. And there's so, I mean, if there's a hurricane, forget it. Well, here's the thing. So today, what Maite and I learned was, so Veracruz, or at least this region of Veracruz, isn't hurricane-ridden. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have hurricanes. And this particular region for vanilla is up against the mountains, so they've kind of been pretty protected. Because of climate change, the last two years they've gotten their first hurricanes, and it destroyed the vanilla uh, plantations, a lot of them. And that is crazy to me that, you know, Climate change is happening. It's real and it affects people. It affects well, all of those people, their livelihoods, mm -hmm. you know. So it's this entire cycle and everything, it revolves around the seasons and the cycles. I mean, only in April and it's, you know, and it, it's on the vine for nine months. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's so delicate. It's so delicate. It's just so incredibly delicate. One thing that I found so interesting, and when it first made its way back to, to Europe, and there was people, you know, writing about everything that was happening that they were finding here in Mexico, or New Spain, as they call it. Right. But there's this one doctor that was sent over, Dr. Francisco Hernandez. He was sent over in 1570, he was here for seven years to record the observations of New Spain. And he describes 600 plants. He describes vanilla. Vanilla steeped in water causes the urine to flow admirably. Oh. Vanilla warms and strengthens the stomach, diminishes flatulence. Okay. It gives strength and vigor to the mind, heals female trouble, and is said to protect against the bites of venomous animals. But also, mixed with chocolate, it excites the venereal appetite. <laughs> that is a <laughs> mouthful of descriptors. I Jesus know, Christ. Crazy. That is, well, so it was the first Viagra? I guess. <laughs> I mean, you get pillow talk to this flower. It's Bound so to carry interesting. When we come back, we'll be learning all about the mysterious origins of vanilla. I don't know if it's that mysterious, but they are romantic. They're very romantic. And why European colonists were confused for centuries about how to successfully grow it. And you can listen to some of our observations at the plantation. It gets a little sexy. Sexy time. <laughs> sexy time. I'm not going to be, this is not a spoiler, but somebody has sex. <laughs> <laughs> There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, because I've always heard, this is a funny story, uh-huh. that Norma Gaia, the woman from the farm today, yeah, Gaia, Gaia, Gaia Farms. Gaia Farms. So this region for centuries was the only region in the world that produced vanilla. And originally it was pollinated naturally because the flower is a hermaphrodite. Yeah. It has both. Male and female. Male and female organs that's divided by a little flap. Yeah. So there is a little bee called the Eolasia bee. Okay. That's a long, skinny bee that doesn't produce honey. Honey, yeah. Its only function is to pollinate. 
to pollinate the vanilla. <laughs> and it goes into the male, out, and then into the woman. Yeah. And that's it. That's all that bee does. Yeah. But the bee is not around anymore. It's They're trying to bring it back. They're yeah. trying to bring this bee back. I had always read, and this is interesting, that the bee that did that was the Meli, Melipona bee, Melipona bee. And mm-hmm. I asked... Norma uh, today. And she was so funny. She's like, oh, the Melipoma. She's a chismosa. She's like the little chismosa bee, the little gossipy bee that's like checking you out and seeing if you're pregnant, like what's happening. She's like the nosy neighbor that goes away. But she wasn't the pollinator. She has a pollinator. She's just a nosy bee that she, wanted to see what was happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the other one, the quiet, hardworking bee. Yeah. That doesn't get the the, the credit. That doesn't get the credit because it's the chismosa. <laughs> that actually, the loud one. She said she's even one. más gordita. She's even a little fatter. <laughs> this is so funny. Oh, the gordita one. Because the plant oh. that we have today was the vanilla planiforma. Plantaforma. plantaforma. Mm-hmm. But then there's another type of orchid that's the pompona that's a little bit oh, bigger. Oh, got it. Okay. And the bee that's also native to this region. region. And the bee that pollinates the pompona is the same type of bee, but she's a little more chubby. And she's <laughs> she's like the hard work. She's very efficient. She's like the little gordita. She was so funny the way she said it. She's, she's your so little funny. gordita, the little hard work. She's quiet. She does her job. <laughs> <laughs> she pollinates and leaves. <laughs> pollinates and oh leaves. my gosh. But now, and this is the most fascinating thing to me, is that so because vanilla was native, is native, was native to Mexico, when the Spaniards came and took it back to Europe. It made its way down into Madagascar, which is now today the number one producer of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, but they realized they didn't have the bees to pollinate it. So how did they how did they plant it? How did they reproduce it? Yeah, that's a crazy story. Because from Spain, like you said, yeah. it came from the, the conquerors. And it was so important here. Yes, yeah. I mean, so important. I mean, as important as, you know, you could say corn, chocolate, and... Vanilla, vanilla, right? Mm-hmm. And vanilla was used to season their chocolate drinks. Yeah, hot chocolate. And it was also mm-hmm. used as f- to incense for their temples. And mm-hmm. sometimes they would mix it with copal to, you know, for their. So it was very, very yeah. important. It was wor- It was. It like, was very regal spice. Very. As well, because yes. it's so hard, such little production. Yes. And it takes a year. I mean, there's only one harvest a year, so it was very special. Very special. So eventually, from Spain, it made its way all over Europe. Made its way to France, and the French conquered, you know, Africa. Africa. So they brought it over in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. But it was growing because it's a beautiful flower. It's a vine. But it wasn't producing any beans beans because it wasn't being pollinated. It was just like there, but it wasn't doing what they wanted it to do. So the person that figure out the way to hand pollinate the vanilla. Because they don't have natural pollinators. Because those little bees are only in this country, only in Mexico. Only in Mexico. So they could never pollinate in Madagascar. No, they could never. Yeah. So was a young, a 12-year-old enslaved boy named Edmund Albius. Albius. And this 12-year-old child kick-started a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's the one that figured out that he used a little stick to carefully join the male and female parts of the flower together. And today the method is still um, known as le geste de, de Edmond, Edmond's gesture. Oh, Edmond's gesture. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so it's, poetic. It's named after him. It makes you think, this is a 12-year-old child who was clearly brilliant. Had he had the opportunity, he would have ruled the world. Ruled the world. 
yeah. ruled the he world. Yeah, but yeah, because of, well, you know, again, I think, you know, we talked about sugar, coffee, like there are certain crops that lend itself to slavery. And vanilla was one of them back in the day because mm-hmm. uh, it takes almost three years for a vanilla orchard to bloom. It takes three years for three the vine. Three years to have a one flower. To have one flower. Three yeah. years before it begins producing flowers. And then when the orchids finally form, the farmers have to observe them really carefully and have to work quickly when the flower bud opens, right? And it's only in the late morning and... Mm-hmm. A single pollinated flower will only produce a single vanilla bean. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And of course, you know, they needed a lot of labor. Yeah. And that requires labor. Yeah, it requires labor. The other thing I want, sorry, I want to go back to say was... um, How to do that. How to hand pollinate it. Mm -hmm. That's crazy because what I did today... (laughs) You were nervous. You were sweating. I was sweating. I was shaking. (laughs) I think I needed my glasses because let me tell you, there's one month that the orchid blooms and we're here. How crazy that we were here for the pollination. I I mean, for the the blooming. That's crazy. And not only does it bloom only in the month, it blooms only two hours a day. And if it's not pollinated, it dies. And it dies. It dies. So you miss the whole year. Like your whole harvest is ruined if you do not. And there's how many buds? I mean, thousands, thousands thousands and thousands and thousands of these little orchid buds. Yeah. And they all open at different times. So this one might open today. Five might open tomorrow. So so these vanilla producers go every day in the morning because that's when it opens, if it opens that day. Mm -hmm. And you have to find one of the orchids that it's open. You cut it open on the side. I had to slice open the orchid, open up to the sexual organs. <laughs> is that what you call the plant? Yeah. My only plant reproduction <laughs> knowledge grease. is by grease too. <laughs> Not grease, grease too. Reproduction. <laughs> reproduction. <laughs> Put your so pollen tube to work. That's what I did today. Oh my and God. So, I know. You this did. This is how old so we are. Funny. So I'm here with Eva. Where are we? We're in a vanilla field. <laughs> we just have to describe what we're seeing. First of all, this is the most peaceful greenhouse I've ever been in. It's so beautiful, and it's 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 amazing. It's a little bit cloudy today. Yeah. And you could hear the birds. Which she says affects whether they open or not. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. right. I heard her say that, so it doesn't. they don't really... So there's not a lot open, open today. Right, because it's such a cloudy day. Because it's too cloudy. Yeah. They need the sun. But it's beautiful. It's this, like... Orchid. It's this orchid. It's this yellow orchid mm-hmm. with these... in these thick green vines. Very, they look like succulents. They do. They're really thick. Really, really, thick really leaves. thick leaves. Yeah, they're really thick leaves. And, yes, this flower... Yeah. One flower produces one... one Bean. Vanilla bean. I just pollinated it. I just impregnated the bean <laughs> <laughs> with this little stick. It's a little wooden stick. Just for you guys to get a a feeling of where we are. This is this is a very small production here. Um, organic. No organic. pesticides. She, does, she doesn't use any chemicals. And there are people that do this process one orchid at a time. And so with this little stick, I was very stressed, by the way. I could tell that you were I I wasn't even breathing. (laughs) Um, But really, really fascinating how it's made. And Mm. it's endemic to this region. And it's endemic to this region. We're in Veracruz, the land of vanilla. Yeah. Amazing. It's beautiful. 
It's beautiful. I, I want this plant in my home. So how did you impregnate it? Well, you have to slice it open, and that's the male organ right here, oh. and the female's underneath it. So oh, you wow. scrape it and smash it down. Well, not smash it. It's very delicate. You have to be delicate. <laughs> like a woman. Like a woman. <laughs> Speak to it like and a woman. And it's nine months. Nine months for this baby. That is amazing to me. I can't imagine doing that a thousands and thousands of times in one harvest. No, well, you said, can I have a glass of wine? <laughs> I was like, oh, did I just have sex? Did we all just have sex Did here? we all just experience this? <laughs> Together? The concentrations. Oh, my God. Am I doing- it was crazy. It was crazy to think. I did one. I mean, how many they have to do a day within a month? Yeah. And each one, each flower produces one, one vanilla bean. And in nine, it ripens in nine months. Right. And then they pick the bean. Mm-hmm. And then it's a whole other, like, process. Yeah. A whole other, like, hundred days. Oh, yeah. To yeah. get the vanilla bean that we buy at the store. Don't go anywhere. Hungry for History will be right back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. 
Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I mean, obviously you love vanilla. I love vanilla. What do you make with vanilla? Do you, everything. Do you bake with it? Do you everything. Do you, yeah. everything? My famous cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving is made with vanilla bean. Like I, you have to cut two vanilla beans, you have to scoop out the beans, you put it in and then you throw the two beans in there. It's my poached pear cranberry sauce. So it's mm. like poached pears in this cranberry sauce of citrus and vanilla. That sounds delicious. Oh, it's amazing. It's in my cookbook. And then the other thing, I make vanilla bean ice cream. And that's my favorite thing because you see all the little seeds I against the love. white. I don't get vanilla ice cream. I get vanilla bean, bean. ice cream. Yeah. And a little goes a long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's vanilla there today. I had a moment <sighs> with this vanilla. I got a little emotional. With the ice cream? Yeah. My dad used to, like, Hagen does vanilla ice cream. That was, like, his thing. Every day, after every meal, he had to have a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Uh-huh. And I was just... Standing there outside. Uh-huh. Was it vanilla bean ice cream? It was vanilla. It was their vanilla bean ice cream. Uh-huh. Or well, the one that my dad, he liked any yeah, kind. But yeah, vanilla bean, yeah, yeah, especially. And he used to make ice cream all the time. But um, yeah, just looking at it and just being out with the birds and the heat <laughs> and just the moment and just eating this. I was like a little bit like I had to walk away. Aww. I was just like, oh my God, this is just, this it's, is life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how a flavor could just trigger so many mm-hmm. emotions, yeah. so many memories. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love vanilla. Just whenever I use a vanilla bean, I always stick the, I use, you know, the, yeah, the, you scrape the, the, the seeds. The seeds. Mm-hmm. I put it in my sugar. So my sugar, every time I open up my <gasps> sugar, it smells like vanilla. What? I'm going to do that. Yeah, just start doing that. Oh so my otherwise, God, such a great idea. You just put it in there. I usually cook with the vanilla bean. What do you use vanilla for? What do you cook it for? You know what I love to make? I love to make madeleines, French madeleines. Okay. I make a brown butter with the vanilla bean, with the seeds. Mm. And I love to make ice cream as well. Yeah. And I love to make flan. Vanilla flan. Vanilla yeah. flan yeah. with the vanilla seeds. Yep. That Those are the main like- things I do with vanilla. The flan, the ice cream. Well. What recipe did we learn today oh my that gosh. I was like, this doesn't sound good, I don't know about this, was vanilla cream chicken. Oh my gosh. And let me tell y'all, I'm making that the minute I get back home. It was delicious. It was delicious. What, of course but, it had like 12 sticks of butter. Yeah. Right. That helps. But it wasn't sweet, because you, like you said, no, vanilla is sweet. not sweet. Vanilla is vanilla. Yeah, vanilla is bitter. It's its own thing. Its own thing, Yeah. yeah. 
you guys, we had this oh creamy chicken, which was basically like any cream-based broth because it was heavy cream. Here they used nata, which is the fat of milk, right? So yeah. I think we can substitute with heavy cream. I think we could substitute with heavy cream. I don't know if creme fraiche would be too heavy. No. No, I think it would be heavy but cream. But it does have a creme fraiche feel in the sense of creme fraiche isn't sweet. Mm-hmm. It's a little tart. Yeah. But nata isn't tart. Nata isn't and tart. And creme fraiche is tart. Yeah, you're right. I would probably use heavy cream. Maybe like... But she used cream. She used cream? She used and cream nata? and nata. Oh, no wonder. It was so good. So what What other fat could we substitute it with? Maybe a little creme fraiche or a little ricotta. 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 It's ricotta. It's ricotta. It's ricotta. Yeah. It's the ricotta. Yeah. Because it's very yes. mild. Yes. But it's creamy. I was like, we delicious. don't have nata in uh, LA. No, we don't have nata in LA. <laughs> but... <laughs> Ricotta. Ricotta. It is exactly ricotta. Mm -hmm. So a heavy cream ricotta, sautéed onions and butter, you pour that, and vanilla bean, and you put that in a blender, and you cook it with the chicken, and it just comes out amazing. But then the tortillas is like the piece de resistance. The vanilladas. The vanilladas, which were vanilla enchiladas. It's like an enchilada, but instead of it putting the tortilla in chile. Yeah, she put it in the cream. In the vainilla, so the in vainilladas. And it was their family recipe. It was so... Generations old. Yeah, it this was recipe. so delicate. So good. And topped with vanilla powder. Yeah. Vanilla powder, vanilla. which I've never seen polvo de vanilla. Yeah. I mean, they sell that at the store? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I've only seen extract and bean. And the beans. Yeah, they do have it. And they have the paste. I've okay. seen it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, it was so good. And then we had platanos, uh, plantains in a vanilla liqueur mm. flambe for dessert with vanilla bean ice cream on top. So the vanilla bean ice cream just melted on top of these vanilla liqueur plantain. It was the best meal. It was the best. Ever. I'm I'm never going to forget today. Yeah. I swear, like <laughs> seeing vanilla has been like, a lifelong dream. I know, me too. And today I was like, what a memorable experience. Like yeah. once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to come see vanilla. Wow. And yes. if you can, yes. I would encourage buying Mexican vanilla just because I'm Mexican. <laughs> yes. And to support to support our peoples. To support our peoples, but also it's it's endemic to this. Yeah, to this country, and they're trying to bring it back. They're trying to bring it back, yeah. Okay, well, you know what we should do, y'all? We're going to post this recipe. Yes. Our version of it. Our version of it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll test it, and we're going to post it for you guys. But until then, I hope you have a vanilla latte. I hope you have a vanilla ice cream. I hope you have vanilla Vanilla dreams. Dreams. (laughs) When people go, oh, it's so vanilla, that's the worst metaphor for boring because there's nothing boring about vanilla. On the contrary, vanilla is so incredibly complex and exciting. It has just stories and stories and layers and layers. And it's so, yeah, history. Hungry for history. (laughs) Wow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Hungry for History is an unbelievable entertainment production in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more of your favorite shows, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.